Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to episode 77 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. Well, we're back from our trip to St. Louis. <laughs> we're back from our trip, yes. yes. And we had a good time. It was nice to explore a different city yeah, I've the, never been to before. The gateway to the West. Yes, or as James says, the great way to craft beer. The gateway to craft beer, yeah. <laughs> the gateway to craft beer. Yeah, um, and so James, you had a chance to check out a couple of breweries while we were out there, but we'll get into like the specifics of those in another episode. But while we were there, you had a chance to chat with Will from Four Hands. Yeah, Four Hands Brewing out in St. Louis. And this was one of those breweries that really blew me away and definitely need to stop there. And I was really excited to get to talk to Will. So Yeah, so we have that all for you now. I'm here uh, with Will from Four Hands Brewing out in St. Louis. How's it going, Will? I'm good. I'm good, James. Thanks for having me. So, Will, for the listeners out there, why don't you tell us uh, what you do for Four Hands and a little bit about yourself? So, I've been with Four Hands for about two years now. I am basically the taproom inventory manager. So, I order all things coming off our production line for the taproom. Uh, and then I order all liquor that we need, dry supplies, anything like that, uh, along with bartending. Bartend four days a week. Uh, so you can catch me there Thursday through Sunday. Uh, I've been in the craft beer business for five years now. I really like it. I like the industry. Uh, I like being a part of the beverage industry. It's been a lot of fun. And of course, that's how I met you, Will, was your bartending at Four Hands where my brother and I came in and being new to the St. Louis craft beer scene, I knew I had to check out Four Hands Brewery. And one of the things I really liked about your brewery was just the space and just like it kind of reminded me of like that New England vibe of it, just a cool, you know, industrial, just a smaller size brewery, not too big and a knowledgeable brew tender. So that was you, Will. So you really did sell my brother and I on one of these beers and uh, the picture that we'll show, we'll put on our Instagram is of Will's tattoo. So Will, why don't you first talk about your tattoo that kind of coincides with the beer that you first pitched my brother and I when we walked in? Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's so funny. My uh my tattoo is of a side pull faucet or uh what is called uh right now like Luger. It's a Luger faucet. Uh it's like the only place that you can buy this faucet and you have to order it from the Czech Republic. This faucet has been, is used a lot traditionally for Pilsner Yurkel. Pilsner Yurkel was first made in like 1842. And I've been trying to figure out the origins of this faucet. I can't nail down the exact date it was made, but I'm pretty sure it was right around that time. Where did you first see this, this tap handle that you made the decision to tattoo it on your arm <laughs> i i my buddy and i are really into logger and he uh my, i have a friend who is just his roots in craft beer are way longer than mine and he introduced me to it one day on his phone and he was just like this is going to be a thing that will catch on as you see logger become more of a trend in craft beer in america 
And he was right. Now it's it's kind of everywhere. Uh, that being the trend of lager becoming cool and drinkable again and every tap room needing to have one. So he showed it to me. And I'm like, well, that looks awesome. I've never seen anything like it before. It took me forever to even find a tap room that had one so I could drink a beer off of it. Like forever. We have one in our tap room and we were like the fourth place in the city of St. Louis to get one. Uh, and now they're starting to pop up a little bit more frequently. We at work have our fest beer on it right now, which is an Oktoberfest, kind of closer to an Oktoberfest, not a traditional Mars and Lager. So very light, crisp, like I poured for you, just a nice, big, silky foam head. I love my tattoo. I think when so many people see it, a lot of a lot of reactions are wow, I cannot believe you put that on your arm. <laughs> it's like, it's like forget put, it's like forget putting your significant other's name, you know, tattooed on you. It's like, you got to be pretty dedicated to craft beer and beer in general to put a tap, hand, you know, a tap faucet on your forearm. I mean, it's, it's not a location where you can easily hide it either, I must say. It's loud. It is very loud. And I mean, you saw right by my wrist underneath that tattoo, is in block letters lager hard. I'm very committed to this brand, dude. And speaking from someone from New England, where we like our lagas, that's just awesome. And it was one of, honestly, the things where I think when I first came in, I was trying to figure out, all right, what kind of beers do I want to try? And I know the Citywide is one of your most popular that I've seen everywhere in St. Louis. So I was yeah. like, I have to try it from the source. But you're like, hold on, hold the phone here. Let me pull you in a different direction here, and let's try it from this t faucet, and here's our fast beer, and here's why you need to try it. And so why don't you kind of tell me a little bit more about the fast beer, what you kind of said to us of like what it makes up of it, and why you are so excited about this particular beer. Yeah, I mean, tis the season, right? This is the time of year where you have this beer, and keeps getting earlier every season. I'm glad you got to have it at least close to October. But Oktoberfests, they really kind of come from that Vienna lager style. So when you think Vienna lager, like what do you think? You think malty, uh, kind of almost a nutty flavor. You get a big, bold malt flavoring from it. I don't want to call it, it's, it's like not a dark lager, but it certainly has shades of like a a nutty or brown undertones to it. It's, it's beautiful. Like copper. That's a better way to say yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Or like a caramel malt, like a very rich flavor that you yes. get through. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the great things, especially when you go into the cooler weather. But what's great about your Fest beer is that even though it said Marzen, I was kind of taken aback by how light of a color it was. And like you said... Super light. It's, it's almost to the realm of almost almost like the Pilsner or Kolsch, like that kind of golden color, beautiful color. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's something if I looked on a menu and I saw a Marzen or, you know, kind of like an Oktoberfest theme, I'd be like, okay, where, I think we were kind of going through this with you too of the color. And then you were kind of like, well, this is our take on the Fest beer, which I love. Yeah. Like, I love that. It's like different. It's something where you kind of had to, you know, sell me on it a little bit just because if I was someone looking for that malty, you know, dark amber color of an Oktoberfest, I might have been like, did they pour me the wrong beer? Right. I think ours is like also true to who we are, right? 
we we want to make really drinkable beer for people. And we've only been making this beer for three years. The first iteration of this beer was darker. So we we've kind of made it lighter and it's just it's easier for the people for for our guests to drink. I it's funny, I had one last weekend at Shared, right? And I went there and it is a big copper amber boy with that big crisp malt taste to it and ours like you said is is very it's very different it looks a lot lighter but not not like pale uh, it's it's kind of cool we've messed with it a, a few times i think it'll keep improving over time i think the biggest takeaway from that beer this year though is having it poured on that faucet because that faucet can really change the way a beer tastes i 100% agree with that and again i think the color, a lot of people who go into a brewery that aren't maybe familiar with the different styles, they they judge their perception solely on the color of what the beer looks like. Oh, this one's darker, it's going to be heavier, or this one's light, it's going to have no flavor, is usually what people associate with the colors. But this beer had so much flavor that you would get in a Marzen style that, again, having it served from that faucet sold it like, I, like my brother's like oh, i've never had this beer before i am totally gonna buy it again and it's like that experience just sold him on that beer and it was amazing beer and the fact that you had the tattoo to go along with the faucet you had that you were <laughs> serving just validated it. it's like how yeah. do you validate you know you, you go to different breweries and you have different brew tenders that might not know a thing about any single beer they have on tap and they're just kind of someone to just open the faucet and it's it was really refreshing to see a brewery that really had somebody you could you spoke to every single beer they had and i'm like man i'm really putting this guy through the ringer my brother's like dude no i'm putting him through the ringer and i live here and i'm just like holy <laughs> crap man yeah i mean i've like done a lot of reading about that faucet which by the way there's not a lot but in the czech republic they call them tapsters and they have competitions over who is the best tapster in the land. That's a thing that happens over there. Because on that faucet, you absolutely are making an artful pour. There's nothing better than a perfect beer pour, right? And using a side pole allows you to create it yourself. I, I can't do that on a traditional faucet. I open it, I pull it down, I put the glass 45 degrees. And I know when I can, I know I can pour it better or pour it worse at times. But on this faucet, it's a full 180 degrees. This thing goes up and down all around. I've got a key that adjusts flow control. There's 14 different struts to this thing. There's a screen inside the nozzle. The faucet's so cool. And it's also the nerdiest thing about me. And yeah, I tattooed it on my arm for life. And, and another funny thing is my brother's like, Dude, the two of you guys are nerding out over this faucet and this one beer where he's like, I would have totally not even realized it had he not pointed it out and made it a focal point at the brewery of, hey, now I can tell somebody else, go to this brewery because they have this faucet and you will enjoy the beer on it because it's authentic to the style beer that they're pouring off it, which is so incredible and kind of weird to think about in a day and age where there's so many craft breweries out there and you know nine out of ten faucets could be the same brewery all disguised under all the craft breweries they bought out yeah yeah and i think also just in terms of us having it at our spot shout out to my owner because he is the one that okayed it and was like 
yeah, let's do it. He's a guy who really recognizes and understands trends in in craft beer and in beverage. And uh, we had a small conversation about it. And of course, we got the faucet after I got the tattoo because I walked into his office and showed him my arm. And verbatim, his reaction was, you are such a dork. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, and then the faucet got installed. So it all worked out for me. <laughs> He's like, this guy is so committed. I can't, I don't oh, know yeah. how I'd argue with a guy who uh, has it tattooed on his arm. Hey, hey, he builds brands. He saw a brand. He went for it. Awesome. And so you, you also mentioned that you do some of the inventory for Forehands. What's the kind of trend looking like right now, at least in the St. Louis area, as far as you know, without getting into too much nitty gritty of what's selling, what's not, what do you think's coming up in the next month or two as far, far as inventory is concerned? I saw you had a rye IPA, so I was super excited that you had a rye IPA because I had just brewed one myself. And those are hard to find, mind you, even in New England. So that was nice to see. But you guys had a really good range for everybody. It just wasn't all IPAs. You had a good mix of different style beers that anybody could walk in and find something they loved. And that's not just me doing a shout out to Forehands. I just truly like thought it was a well-balanced list of what you have to offer without going outside of your expertise and without just giving a beer to give a beer. 100%. 100%. I think we do a great job of kind of covering the whole spectrum. And I've noticed that more and more throughout the city. I, I think I think you're right. There are so many that are centralized on certain styles, and that's great. So many places do it really well. Forehands used to be the same way. We were known as big hopheads when we first opened. Like in the year we opened, we opened Civil Life opened and Perennial opened. And as far as just like St. Louis craft beer names, those are three huge craft beer names. Civil Life has stayed very true to its English styles and, and that brand. Perennial is wonderful at Belgian and Saisons. We were very American hophead forward, and now we kind of touch every single style. What I would hope to happen selfishly in St. Louis is that Lager also makes a huge comeback here. I mean, we are, we're the home of Budweiser. You know, we're, we're, we're the home of light beer. And, and I'm starting to see that more and more in every tap room that I, that I go into around town. Second Shift is a great example of that, too. I, I don't know, though. I, I wish I could put my stamp on it. My friend, my friend and I had this conversation earlier in the year. I, for some reason, thought the ESB was going to make a comeback this year. It didn't. He thought the Italian Pilsner would make a comeback this year. I think uh, we want to do one next year. We as a company are focused on making lager next year and improving upon what we've already built and focusing on barrel aging more next year. So I'll be excited to see what everybody else is doing around town. Honestly, that's just hearing you talk of it and you start name dropping all these other breweries. That's one of the things that I really appreciate being a brew tender as well of, you know, you, you are a brand ambassador for who you're working for, but you also are a community in craft beer and you recognize each other's crafts and you send each other, you know, 
to each other's brewery. And it's not kind of that adversarial, you know, big beer versus big beer. I have to beat you out. I'm going to only talk my beers to death until my customers, you know, only drink my beer. And that was, it just made me want more of your beer itself because I'm like, this guy actually is genuine and he's not just selling me, selling, selling, selling me whatever they want to get rid of off their, you know, taps that they've maybe had a you know, too long or they're making, they, oh, I know I got to make room for this. You know, uh, I, he's double hazy IP. I got to get the single one off here so I can make room. So it, it's just refreshing to hear somebody be so authentic. And it's really true to, I think what four hands and you get that from the second you walk in the door, it's very discreet. So th- those going to St. Louis and planning a trip, it's very discreet where if you don't, don't necessarily plug it in your GPS, you might miss it because there's no sign saying, you know, forehands like you know billboards of some breweries have and signage all over the place like and i just love that it's kind of like a niche like you go in this industrial area which new england maine uh on the east coast here where those are breweries are used to be everywhere and they're coming far and in between now but uh your door just stood out of you know this iconic door that just has your branding on it and it's just like you know what come in if you want to if not you know what have 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 at it you know that kind of a vibe which just like sets the tone right there oh man that that door that you speak of which uh i when i close at night i yank hard several times to make sure it's locked it's massive tall door and the handle is a giant four it's it's as big as my foot like it's just a huge four that you can pull on to open it and you hit it right on the head like there is this niche but also old school feel of uh hey my brewery is an industrial area of town and you find a lot of those kind of hidden away throughout parts of the country ours especially it's in a cul-de-sac there's nothing nearby us like we we are the closest thing really is a 15 minute walk to bush stadium and i think that's been a huge part of us being able to grow is just being so close to something like that but yeah i and we're only changing that building that building was just purchased this year it is now ours after oh wow uh, yeah after what will be 11 years of operation this year wow we are going to uh, we're going to do some great things to it. We're going to grow. We're going to build out the back. I'm really excited. Like this is this is not done. This is just going to keep pushing further. So, what beer would you say coming up in the next month or so that you kind of see in the pipeline for uh, Four Hands that someone's going to come in and and snag this while they can, or something that you're most excited about right now? I know the Fest beer we talked about it. That would be what I would say to go get if you're going to go to Four Hands right now. Uh, but what would you say that you know is coming up that you got to get your hands on? Well, I just ordered several half barrels of our rock and roll lager coming off the production line this week. This is not a true Vienna, but it's definitely Definitely that caramel, multi-forward, big head retention lager. I'm pumped about that. Uh, Coming up uh, at the end of October, uh, we're dropping a beer called Fat Elvis. Uh, And Fat Elvis is a take on our our seasonal flagship Absence of Light, which is our peanut butter stout. And we were like, you know what? Let's throw some bananas in that guy. Boom! Fat Elvis is born. I think everybody's going to be really pumped about that. That's also connected to a festival we're doing on October 22nd. 
Uh, we're in stout season. We're going to have some more fun stouts coming out uh, in the next couple months here. So, hey, put your hoodie on and come on down. Hell yeah. And I will be sending my brother out to uh, get those releases from you because uh, out in Massachusetts, uh, we unfortunately can't get our hands on forehands. No, man, we keep we are Midwest tribe. My God, Missouri, Illinois and Kansas. Those are our spots. But I, I love when people um, tell me that they get a hold of our stuff. Madagascar drops every year in February, and that thing goes everywhere. Everybody's sending bottles places. I did great taste in Madison, Wisconsin in August. I love the reception to that, so I love hearing that, man. We really appreciate it. Awesome. And one other question I have for you, Will, because I used to get all these crazy questions when I used to uh, brew 10. What's the craziest question you've gotten or the funniest question a customer's come in that you can talk about uh, that kind of just like you were just like, did they just ask me that when you were working at a uh, brewery? Man. Um, gosh. Just, just for recency bias, because I know this one just kind of stood out to me and the guy I was working with. Uh, somebody ordered that fast beer on that faucet and I did the whole spiel on it and his buddy next to him laughed so hard at what I was saying <laughs> and just, I mean, he thought, he thought I was, he, and he literally looked at me and goes, you're joking, right? And I was like, no, I'm being very, very serious. And he goes, that, that thing changes the way a beer tastes. And I was like, hundred percent. He's like, how? I'm like, trust me, dude, it does. And then I showed him my arm and he was like, oh my God. And kept laughing. And he goes, you know what? Fine, dude, I'll take one. And all three of them got one. It's it, craft beer is a great example of you're always learning. You are always learning. Some, I, I went to Wellspent Brewing recently and got a Rogan's beer. And honestly, when I heard the name, I'm like, there's a beer. Did you just name a beer after Joe Rogan? What are you doing? <laughs> but no, it's a Rogan's beer. It's a real thing. I had to Google it. R-O-G-G-E-N-B-I-E-R. So I, I don't know. I think the craziest thing in craft beer to me or the craziest question is somebody is always walking up to me with some new thing. I did, I did get uh, blown away this year when I had a man uh, ask me for an English mild. I was like, I don't think I've ever been asked for an English mild uh, in the five years I've been doing this at all, but I'm sorry to tell you, no, I don't, sir. I hope you, I hope you find <laughs> that. I hope you find it somewhere, somewhere there's yeah. a mild out there for you. Just for you, buddy. Just for you. That's hilarious. Have you had anyone come in that asked for a Budweiser, asked for a Budweiser at your brewery? Oh my God. All, all the time, all, all the time, all the time. But I think that speaks uh, to kind of how big we are because four hands is so St. Louis. Like if, if I could say one singular great thing about my company is that four hands is St. Louis beer. So we get everybody, man. We get Absolutely. everyone, every member of your family comes and hangs out with us, especially because we're by the Cardinal stadium. So we get the question all the time of, hey, do you have anything like a Bud Light? And I've got Full Life, which is our traditional, light, uh, easy-to-drink lager. It, it's a dad beer. Everybody can like it. Everybody can have it. It's very not offensive. They get it, and they're like, that's exactly what I wanted. 
thank you very much, sir. And I'm like, yep, and it will always be on tap for you. Now, Will, as being a brewery wizard, <laughs> as, as a brewery wizard, do you sometimes, when you get those people who ask for a Budweiser or a Bud Light, do you kind of look at them and do you sometimes go outside the box and give them something really creative that you think they might like on a hope that they might like a different style? Oh, man. I can't say that I do because so I think I've I've been in the game long enough to know creatures of habit wants. Yeah, that consumer wants a very specific things. What I can say about our brewery is we do make two beers next to just a traditional light lager that are very easy to drink. We make single speed, which is a blonde with jasmine. And we make Ripple, which is uh, our Belgian white ale. Uh, and those things are flavorful. Uh, you know, Ripple has orange in it. So you're like, oh, this is nice. I, I get the question all the time of, do you have anything that's like a blue moon? I'm like, yep, I got you, dude. Here's a Ripple. And they're like, this is perfect. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. It's the same thing for like a 312 or anything like that. Those three beers right there are great. Those are their year-round offerings. And I, I never get a complaint. No one's ever like, oh, man, this is this sucks. Everybody's like, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you very much. And that's all you could ever ask for, too. So 100%. I have to admit, sometimes I would, you know, read the people and if they were just busting my balls asking for a Budweiser when I could tell they were already looking at the IPAs on the list. And I'm like, all right, you don't want a Budweiser. What are you talking about? Like, you want something yeah. outside the realm where I'll give them a fruit beer or something, you know, like a little taste of something and intrigue that intrigue them. But you're right. Like the consumer knows what they want. And usually they're a creature of habit. And even if they try something new, they're going to go back to what they, you know, love or their you know what they typically order such as my brother's case where he's like i'm not going to order an ipa you know creature of habit and he orders the fest beer. he's like i love the spirit and then once he do the next one he gets your ipa i will i will tell you really quick too just like to the ipa person or to the person who doesn't like ipas we have in the last year made a beer to where that human being gets fooled every single time we made a beer called rock melon and it's a New England IPA with cantaloupe. And I don't know if you've ever heard of an IPA having cantaloupe, but we did it. And I have counted four people I've served that beer to who are like, I don't like it. And we have done that beer several times over in the last year. It is weird and cool, and it feels like cheating. Doesn't make any sense when you drink it, but it's awesome. And people who are like, I don't like IPAs, they drink that beer and they're like, this is an IPA? Wait, this is a beer? Wait, I like cantaloupe? What is happening? When are you brewing that again? Because I need to have that. <laughs> so um, I can fool people. Dude, dude, that thing is insane. It came out May of 21. I think it's the first time we dropped it. And we were just doing something different, had never done it before. And the reception and the tap to it, uh, in the tap room to it just went off. That thing just blew everywhere. And we in-house were like, yeah, this is great. Uh, we love it, people like it. it. It almost didn't taste like a beer, but it was so good. It was golden haze, it was big fruit flavor. Uh, we did it in early spring this year and it was gone gone so quickly like 
And I still get people coming in asking for it. I really hope it's early spring next year. And I hope it becomes one of our seasonal flagships because that thing is weird. And this is coming from somebody with two lager tattoos on their arm. <laughs> I like this New England IPA. And I normally don't drink them at all, but that beer is awesome. So what's your favorite lager of all time? Or I hate oh that question because God. it's like, how can you pick? Because season plays a factor, what your mood is. So, but what, like being a logger, a fan of loggers, what's your, like your go-to logger other outside of forehands? The top three loggers I've had this year, because I'm that big of a dork and I've, I've kept track of, them. I mean, Bierstadt, Bierstadt's German or slow pour pills is, is a standard. It's beautiful. I love that beer. I love the way it looks on a glass. Tastes great when it's packaged. I, I, I absolutely love that beer. Shared's Content Moderator, which Shared is an LLC underneath the Psy Project umbrella. I love that beer. That is a I'm great a beer. We got a yeah. can of that. Uh, we didn't get to go to the brewery, unfortunately. But but you got some? Uh, yes. I, I managed to get a can. It's so, so fire and that like that was an example to me of okay st st louis is is coming here that we're we're coming around to lager it's happening and the brewer for shared is is of course live oak he is former live oak so why wouldn't he make something that good honestly though and it's i can't believe i'm saying this because this beer's been around forever but firestone walker pivo pills has been the most enjoyable beer i've had all year long. It doesn't matter where I have it either. We have uh, tap rooms, a tap room company or a beer bar company, excuse me, called ITAP. They've got multiple rooms. They'll both, I think two of them are really close to each other. They'll both have Firestone Walker Pivo fills on. I'll go drink it there. It was a guest tap at Modern Brewing in St. Louis on Friday. I went and had it there. Firestone Walker Pivo pills is currently goals for me. It makes me want to go to uh, California just so I can go there and be really, really, really annoying to whoever <laughs> will listen to me in that tap room and be like, will you please talk to me about this beer? You'll go Why in there, you'll show your hurt? tattooed arm, and they'll say, get out. 100%. They'll say, get out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's California. They'd be like, right on, man. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went I went to Beerstadt Lager House, whose hashtag is Lager Hard. That's on my wrist. And I was like, what does this get me? And the bartender was like, okay, hold on. Give me just a minute to go tell somebody what is happening in front of my face. Yep. So, yeah, I, those those three beers really stand out to me as just, man, these are so great and so good. Uh, and one of them was not made until this year. Beer Sat Lager House has been around for a while. Firestone Walker Pivo Pills will never die. And will be around long in craft beer forever, forever. It's very close to my heart. I love that beer. Now, have you ever tried to brew beer or be involved in the brewing process with four hands? Or that's just a side that you want to leave to the experts and just not want to dabble in at all? Man, at this at this point, yes. I, I haven't touched a piece of brewing equipment in three years. And really, honestly the experience I've had at four hands has just shown me the work and patience that is involved in it. You know, being in the back of a brew house, it's heavy, it's labor. It's a lot, it's a lot of waiting. Shout out to the guys that work on the packaging line. 
Everybody who buys packaged beer to take home, you should be thanking the package line guys. Those guys work so hard. The back of the house, any piece of brewing equipment takes a lot of love and time and effort. I will leave it to them. I will leave it to them back there, especially when you're doing like you're doing 60 barrel batches. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. you, yeah. You're talking you're talking about citywide. Citywide comes off pro our production line every single week. That's a lot of citywide. A lot of citywide. A uh, uh, revolution in Chicago, 70 percent. 70% of their entire production throughout the entire year is anti-hero. That's it. That company is built on anti-hero. We're built on citywide. I, I will leave it to those guys because they they are doing things that uh, I've tried to do, but just takes a lot of patience. And that was my last question for you. You pretty much nailed it with citywide being so prominent in St. Louis everywhere. A lot of Places in New England now are subcontracting out to other breweries to make their beer. It's all in-house at Forehands? Yeah. yeah. At the moment, they, at least. Uh, we Yeah, we do citywide and everything else exclusively in-house. And I think the coolest thing about that beer is it's called citywide for a reason. It's for the city. That beer does not go outside of the St. Louis metro area so we are pretty prominent in kansas city now doesn't go there doesn't go to columbia doesn't go to springfield missouri doesn't go to chicago illinois where we have a lot of beer at too doesn't go to the part of illinois that's bordering right next to us the other cool thing about citywide is that it truly is a beer for the city in terms of the community things we do with it citywide is a beer that's not only great and great to drink but uh, has definitely been a part of initiatives and nonprofits throughout St. Louis. Uh, we've been doing that for years. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. And same with statewide. Uh, we're very proud of that project. I think actually our owner likes to say this phrase a lot, and it's kind of become a motto within our brewery. We want to be more than just beer, but through citywide and statewide, we are more than just beer. You know, he has 100% made that come to fruition. Awesome. And that, that's a really great to hear that you're invested in, you know, those nonprofits and those causes, too, that make your city and kind of the roots of where your brewery is, too. If there's anything you want to plug, um, where can people find the brewery that you're at so they can come say hi to Will and to make sure they support Forehands? Where can they find you? And if you want to plug anything else? We are at 1220 South 8th Street downtown st louis 15 minute walk from the stadium let's go cards let's go birds it is the albert Pujols, adam wainwright yadier molina farewell season we're going to the playoffs baby we're coming look come to the brewery grab a beer and then walk down to the stadium we're only a pint away what a cheesy great slogan i love it we <laughs> even made an instagram video for it and i put jack white behind it playing it's really cool I don't know, man. Come down to St. Louis. I'm there four days a week. Let's go, birds. If you see a guy with the faucet on his forearm, that is Will. Tell him Double Hot Beat sent you. Make sure you check them out. I 100% I endorse this brewery. You will not be disappointed. 
again, it's an industrial area. There's some barbed wire. Don't be intimidated. Just be smart and enjoy the brewery. Yes, yes, man. I uh, thank you so much. For, um, uh, what's the um, handle? Is there a handle for the the brewery for Instagram so that people can yeah that aren't yeah, tech savvy? At, yeah, at Four Hands Brewing. Perfect. Uh, and that's the number four, and that's what really makes it easy to find. The number four Four Hands Brewing. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me. And it was such a pleasure to meet you in-house. Yeah. Awesome. Well, James, it sounds like you had a really fun chat with Will. And I was I was interested to hear all about the history of Lager, and he's pretty dedicated to have that tattoo on his arm. Yeah. Pretty cool to see someone that passionate about an aspect of craft beer that, or beer in general, that just is like something that normal people don't think about and geeks like us within the beer world like it's something that i was immediately drawn to and i was like this is badass yeah i mean he was geeking out over lager how i geek out over harry potter so i feel like you're a kindred spirits in that aspect <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and will is just an awesome bartender as well and recommending things and he really made it a great experience for us so definitely if you're in the st louis area or you're going on a trip Make sure uh, you check out Four Hands Brewing and uh, say hi to Will. Yeah. We want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Double Hot Beat. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram at Double Hot Beat Podcast and refer us to your friends. And if you're a home brewer out there and you're brewing something crazy and you want to share your experience, feel free to DM us on our Instagram and uh, maybe we'll have you on the show. Yes. And if you would be so kind as to go rate, review and subscribe, we would really appreciate it. This has been Double Hoppy. Catch you on the Bruce side. side.